Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 21st of May 2022. This is Andrew and your other readers are Jane, Kyle and Jean. The editor this week is Mary. Now, most of us are members of Team 4 but we welcome Kyle, one of our relief readers. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper and all telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442, unless stated otherwise. The headlines this week are Drug Gang Jailed for Over 24 Years, MP to Retire at Next Election, and Football Boot Charity Needs Your Help. These and other stories follow. Here is the news. A group of criminals who ran a network supplying large amounts of cocaine in Hertfordshire and Kent have been jailed thanks to an investigation by Hertfordshire Constabulary. The organised crime gang, OCG, was said to have been transporting around 25 kilograms of cocaine through the counties between March and May 2020. Police stopped Alfie Mancini and his partner Leanne Campo on separate occasions and found cash, scales and drugs when their vehicles were searched. Ms Campo was found to have £54,825 in cash in a hold-all. The OCG has been communicating through an encrypted messaging app to arrange meetings, deliveries and couriers for large sums of both money and drugs. The data from the app, EncroChat, identified Joseph Reardon as a courier working for Mr Mancini, A second man, Lee Mussett, was also identified through the data as another OCG member who arranged the cocaine supply. The four were sentenced in Luton on Friday, May 6th. Alfie Mancini, who is 34, of 4th Street, Hartford, was jailed for 10 years and 6 months for conspiracy to supply cocaine. Joseph Reardon, who is 35, of Sheldon Square in London, was jailed for eight years and eight months for conspiracy to supply cocaine. Lee Mussett, who's 46, of Abbots Road, Abbots Langley, was jailed for six years and four months for conspiracy to supply cocaine. Leanne Campo, of 4th Street, Hartford, was jailed for four years for conspiracy to supply cocaine. Hello, my name is Jane, and so to continue... Detective Inspector Sarah Kaur from Hertfordshire Constabulary's Operation Relentless team said this OCG moved a significant amount of drugs throughout the county, but also into surrounding areas, generating large amounts of money. Organised crime groups use violence, supply drugs and commit a whole range of crimes that pose a real threat to the community. She added... Operation Relentless is Hertfordshire Constabulary's response to this ongoing threat. As part of this work, we depend on information from members of the public to help us crack down on drug-related crime. Any information you can provide, no matter how small it may seem, could help us to identify and apprehend drug dealers. The MP for Hemel Hempstead has revealed that he plans to retire from frontline politics at the next general election. Sir Mike Penning, MP, says that he is that this is one of the most difficult decisions of his life. Sir Mike said that he will continue to fight for his con- constituents and serve them until his last day as an MP. He said, 
It is with great sadness that I have come to one of my most difficult decisions of my life. After careful discussions with my wife Angie and daughters Adele and Abby, I have decided to retire from frontline politics at the next election. The MP added, There can be no greater honour than to be asked to serve your community and your country, but there comes a time when everybody needs to come to, come to terms with the facts of life. Sir Mike has spoken to Boris Johnson and the local Conservative Party chair and announced his decision to the constituency executive. He said, I will be 67 at the next election, and whilst I have by no means reached my sell-by date, I may be described as having reached my best before date. And it is now time to allow a new candidate to come forward. So Mike Penning thanked thanked the people of Hemel Hempstead for his faith and support over the last 17 years, saying that it has been humbling. The trust that the local Conservative membership showed in, in me back in 2001 when they selected me as their candidate for the next election has been unwavering, he said. The next general election is expected to be in May 2024. Hello, this is Jean. A charity founded by a woman from Hemel Hempstead is asking for help from the public to store and wash donated trainers. Fiona Fawkes runs One Impossible Thing from her home, which collects donated football boots and trainers and gives them to people who are unable to buy a new pair. The charity, which has given out nearly 1,300 pairs of trainers since last year, has seven donate, donation points in Hertfordshire and Bedfordshire. She says that if the charity is to expand, they need to find a washing place and somewhere to store its donations. I can't really expand because I don't have the capacity and the resources to clean them, Fiona said. If there was a sports club that we could go to a couple of days during the week and to their clubhouse... We could pop in, wash the shoes with our volunteers and then store them there. The idea for this charity came out of the pandemic when Fiona's son had grown out of his brand new football boots and was not wanting them to go to waste. Last week, Decorum Athletics Club and their runners donated 88 pairs of sports shoes to the charity. One Impossible Thing hopes to bring confidence and pride to children and adults who want to play sports but don't have the right equipment. The trainers are given to people who need them through holiday activity camps for those on free school meals, school sports teams, youth clubs and charities running community sports programmes. Local people who have unused, pre-loved or outgrown sports shoes and boots can drop them off at several donation points in and around Decorum. Hemel Hempstead is the Hemel Hempstead Sports Centre, the XC Centre and our gym. Luton is in Spire, Luton Sports Village, Lucy Sports Park and Lee Manor Recreation Centre. And St Albans is the Westminster Lodge. Anyone who has storage space or washing facilities or who wants to find out how to help, information can be found at oneimpossiblething.com and the one is a figure.
The Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games Baton will be in Hemel Hempstead on July the 8th as part of an international tour to mark the start of the 11-day sporting event. The 16th official Queen's Baton Relay will visit Hemel Hempstead's town centre, the Old Town and Gadebridge Park as part of a 2,500 mile tour across 180 countries. Councillor Julie Banks, portfolio holder for Community and Regulatory Services, said, We're thrilled and honoured that the Queen's Baton Relay will be passing through Hemel Hempstead on Friday the 8th of July as part of its journey through all 72 nations and territories of the Commonwealth. She added, This is a great opportunity for our whole community to come together to cheer on the baton bearers and to enjoy the collective excitement in the lead-up to the opening of the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham on the 28th of July. Gail Buckland, Hemel Hempstead BID Manager at Hemel Hempstead Business Improvement District, BID, said, Hemel Hempstead has been given the fantastic opportunity of hosting the Baton Relay and Hemel Hempstead BID are pleased to be able to support what promises to be a wonderful event. We hope this can be enjoyed by both residents and visitors from further afield and are really excited to be involved. The Baton Relay, which was first held for the 1958 Cardiff Commonwealth Games, has had its full route announced for the UK. The tour started at Buckingham Palace in October last year and since then has visited Commonwealth nations and territories in Europe, Africa and Oceania. The Hertfordshire Hate Crime Partnership Board is looking for an independent co-chair and asks decorum people to apply for the role. The Hertfordshire Police are asking people who want to make a difference to their community and who want to take a stand for justice and equality to apply. The board, which meets four times a year, is made up of public sector and voluntary organisation representatives. Amy Berkhamshaw, Assistant Chief Executive of the Office for the Police and Crime Commissioner, currently chairs meetings. She said, this is a great opportunity for someone with passion and insight to join the board, shining a light on the issues and help build relationships with communities. Hate crime is an insidious crime that can have a corrosive effect on our communities and lasting lifelong impacts on victims. Amy added, The partnership board has a strong focus on raising awareness of hate crime, what it is and how to report it, and is keen to spread knowledge across our communities. This isn't just a police issue, of course. It's much wider than that, which is why it is right that an independent voice takes the lead. The meetings discuss hate crime awareness, criminal proceedings and community engagement. The role is voluntary with expenses paid. The co-chair would be working between 8 to 10 hours every three months. People who are interested are asked to send their suitability for the position in writing in no more than 500 words to a ma- sorry to County Community Safety Unit Programme Manager Kate Moore at Kate, K-A-T-E, dot Moore, M-O-O-R-E, at Hertfordshire, dot gov, dot UK, by 27th of May. Children, Infants and Nursery School in Hemel Hempstead has been rated as inadequate by Ofsted inspectors. 
by parents insisting that it is a good school. The Ofsted report, which was published on May 10th, says that the school is inadequate after being inspected on January 13th and 14th of this year. But a letter from parents and carers at Children, Infants and Nursery School insists that the Ofsted rating is designed to force it into an academy status. The school's head teacher said she is disappointed but has moved to assure everyone that the well-being and safety of the children is their main focus and that it is using the recommendations from the Ofsted report. Jackie Hood said, We are obviously extremely disappointed with the inadequate rating following our recent Ofsted inspection. The governors and staff will continue to work closely with the local authority. She was pleased that inspectors acknowledge that pupils are friendly, happy, well-behaved and feel safe and enjoy attending school. And continuing that item, but the report stated too many pupils are not fluent, confident readers by the time they leave the school. Leaders have been too slow to put in place a suitable systematic synthetics phonics program and it is acknowledged pupils in the speech and language base are not having their educational needs met. Pupils are well cared for but leaders are not clear about what they want these pupils to learn. But inspectors said pupils talk happily about their time in school, they like to learn and they try hard to remember what they have been taught. However, Pupils need leaders to ensure that the curriculum allows them all to achieve their best. In a letter to councillors and MPs, parents from children, infants and nursery schools said that they want an investigation into the report as they have been left shocked and appalled by its findings. The letter says that the parents and guardians feel the government target for all schools to become academies by 2030 is the reason our school was assessed to be inadequate. It is less to do with the overall effectiveness of the school and has more to do with forcing it to become an academy, the letter states. And to conclude that story... Parents who Ofsted said are overwhelmingly positive about the school attended a meeting with the governors and the leadership team on May the 3rd and discussions were held over actions that the school would take. They did not explain the report. Of course, they could not, as our school is not inadequate. Tanya Rawl, Head of School Standards and Accountability from Hertfordshire County Council, did explain that the main outcome of this report is that the school is to become an academy, the letter reads. Head teacher Ms Hood added, a school is automatically issued with an academy order when it is judged inadequate by Ofsted and will be sponsored by an academy trust. Which academy trust the school will join is determined by the regional school's commissioners. The local authority has a legal obligation to facilitate the transfer and the governors will work closely with them through this. Two people were arrested on suspicion of illegal money lending and money laundering offences after an operation in Hemel Hempstead on Tuesday, May 10th. Hertfordshire Constabulary and England Illegal Money Lending Team took a 35-year-old woman and a 40-year-old man into custody for questioning. They have since been released under investigation. 
Tony Quigley, head of the illegal money lending team, said, We are determined to warn residents about the dangers of loan sharks, and we will work with partners to take action against them. He added, We will not tolerate these activities in Hertfordshire and would urge anyone with information about loan sharks to report them as soon as possible. Mike McGregor, Community Protection Manager at Hertfordshire County Council Trading Standards, said, We know that increases in the cost of living are putting pressure on household finances, but we would actively encourage residents to use reputable sources of finance to avoid becoming prey to loan sharks. Mr McGregor continued, There are a number of credit unions in Hertfordshire that offer access to low-cost and reputable loans, for example, the Decorum First Credit Union based in Hemel Hempstead. The England Illegal Money Lending Team works with government agencies and the police to investigate and prosecute loan sharks. The optician Specsavers have trained their staff ahead of Dementia Action Awareness Week, which started on Monday. Specsavers in Hemel Hempstead have completed its awareness sessions for staff to better understand the needs of people living with dementia. The opticians and audiologists based in the Marlowe Shopping Centre have carried out training as part of Dementia's Friend Programme, initiative from the Alzheimer's Society. Optical apprentice Nellie Williams is now a recognised dementia friend and will wear a badge to show her level of dementia awareness to customers. The training helps staff to, to better understand the needs of people who have dementia and how their senses can be affected. Specsavers Hemel Hempstead's general manager Louise England said, By becoming a dementia friend, Nellie and our team feel more confident to ensure any customers living with dementia feel safe and are looked after in a sensitive way. Morven Lean, Senior Strategic Change Manager at Alzheimer's Society said, It's fantastic to see Specsavers Hemel Hempstead take this first step to becoming a dementia-friendly business by inviting its staff to join over 3.4 million dementia friends in the UK today. She added, As we have come out of lockdown, more people are heading to the shops and it is vital that businesses are dementia-friendly and provide a well-informed service and a support for customers with dementia. The Hertfordshire Constabulary now has more frontline officers than ever before. Ten new officers have joined the Hertfordshire Police after completing their initial training. A former butcher, carer and jeweller were among the new student police officers that were presented with their certificates at police headquarters in Welland Garden City last Monday, May the 9th. Their families and friends attended the ceremony, which saw Chief Constable Charlie Hall give them their framed certificates. Chief Constable Hall said, I take great pleasure and pride in welcoming our new police officers into the Hertfordshire Police family. It is wonderful to have their parents, family and friends in the audience, because I know they have a huge amount of pride at what they've already achieved. And to continue that, David Lloyd, Police and Crime Commissioner for Hertfordshire, said, 
I would like to welcome these new officers to Hertfordshire Constabulary. They're embarking on a challenging career, but one which brings huge rewards, opportunities and makes a real difference to our community. Mr Lloyd added, For several years now I have increased the council tax because residents have told me they want extra officers on the streets. The constabulary and I have delivered on this and Hertfordshire now has more frontline officers than ever in its history. Chief Constable Hall added, We're still recruiting police officers from all backgrounds and walks of life, and I would especially encourage applications from black, Asian and ethnic minority people, as we want to represent the communities we serve. Our dedicated Positive Action Recruitment team are there to support you, with serving officers volunteering to mentor hopefuls as they prepare their application. Just get in touch. The local hospital trust has apologised for failing to meet its target of treating patients within 18 weeks of referral, but insists staff are working tirelessly. West Hertfordshire Hospital's NHS Trust had 45,024 patients waiting to start treatment in March and is not reaching its target of treating people within 18 weeks of referral. A total of 60.6% of people have been waiting less than 18 weeks for help from local hospitals, which is far from the 92% target that it should meet. West Hertfordshire Hospital's NHS Trust has apologised to its patients and says that it is committed to reducing waiting times as quickly and safely as possible. A spokesperson for the Trust said, We're extremely sorry that patients are waiting longer than expected for treatment. Our staff continue to work tirelessly to keep our patients safe and identify which patients are the highest clinical priority. They acknowledged the number of COVID patients admitted to our hospitals has been very high compared to other trusts in the region and during the first and second peaks of the pandemic in 2020, Routine planned care was paused for some months. The spokesperson added, This allowed us to focus our efforts and resources on treating COVID-19 patients. We have been working with a number of local independent sector providers since since March 2020 to ensure the delivery of time-critical surgery. This partnership working has enabled more than 4,500 patients who needed surgery to be treated. To continue this story, this news comes as the NHS has released data as part of its most ambitious catch-up plan to date as all trusts in England fail to meet treatment targets. The latest monthly performance data from the NHS show more than 2 million diagnostic tests were carried out in March. Despite this, the average waiting time for someone receiving treatment from West Hart's NHS trust is 13 and a half weeks. Data shows that 1,056 patients have been waiting for treatment from the Trust for more than a year. Those, those waiting for treatment for eye conditions were the highest, with 86,004 people waiting for their treatment. More than 730,000 are waiting for treatment in the east of England, with 6,358,050 in total across England. 
A well-established organised crime group from Hertfordshire has had another member jailed for drug offences. The 19th member of a drug gang from Hertfordshire has been jailed for more than 14 years for his role in supplying cocaine in Bushy, Watford, St Albans and elsewhere. 50-year-old Ian Harris of Bushy was arrested in April 2021 for his involvement in buying and selling more than 17 kilograms of cocaine. Harris was sentenced to 14 years and five months at St Albans Crown Court on Monday last week, May the 9th. Police had been carrying out an intensive investigation of the gang since August 2019 and were able to access intelligence to identify criminals and their activities. Hertfordshire Constabulary's Serious and Organised Crime Command had found that the well-established OCG had been using an encrypted phone app called EncroChat to communicate with OCG members and plan crimes. Detective Inspector Sarah Corr from Hertfordshire's Constabulary's Operation Relentless team said organised crime groups use violence, supply drugs and commit a whole range of crimes that pose a real threat to the community. Operation Relentless is Hertfordshire Constabulary's response to this ongoing threat. His co-conspirators, Scott Wells, Adam Mayling, Jason Walton Whitlock, Carl Walker, Ricky Green and Hemel Hempstead's Philip Blackburn, have already been sentenced for their involvement in the drug network. A total of more than 153 years of imprisonment was given to 19 individuals for their involvement in the drug network. An off-road bike has been seized by the police after reports of a motorcyclist causing a nuisance in Hemel Hempstead. Police officers have seized an off-road bike on Wednesday, May the 11th, after reports that it was being ridden illegally on open land in Hemel Hempstead. Officers from Boxmoor and Chaldon's Safer Neighbourhood team have received reports over recent weeks. They were said to have acted fast when calls came in around 4.40pm yesterday saying that a motorcyclist was causing nuisance on Warner's End playing field. Police Community Support Officer Daniel McManus said, Over the last few weeks, police have had an increased number of calls about nuisance off-road bikes on the playing fields in Warner's End, Hemel Hempstead. On Wednesday, officers were dispatched to a further two calls at around 4.40pm and seized a motorbike. A male offender is being dealt with for traffic offences. Councillor Richard Roberts has confirmed changes to his Hertfordshire County Council Cabinet as two members leave. Theresa Heritage and Stella Nash will leave their roles working in Hertfordshire County Council's public children's services and adult social care this month. The two county councillors were thanked by Mr Roberts in his open letter speaking about the changes. He said... As two executive members leave my cabinet this month, I offer them my heartfelt thanks. Councillor Tony Kingsbury will now lead adult care, health and well-being, and Councillor Fiona Thompson will move to head the children, young people and family services for the area. 
Mr Roberts added, as I welcome in this revised cabinet, we collectively commit to being vocal advocates both for the estimated 1.2 million people who call Hertfordshire home and for the incredible output of services across the council. And this week in history, on May 18th, 1990, a treaty was signed in Bonn introducing economic and monetary union between East and West Germany. On this day last year, the Prince of Wales paid tribute to the inspiring efforts of youth workers to bring out reconciliation in Northern Ireland. Um, May 19, 1982, Italian actress Sophia Loren was jailed for a month for tax evasion. On May 20th, 1941, Germany began an aerial invasion of Crete. Um, on this day last year, the Duke of Cambridge announced he'd received his first COVID jab as the vaccine, vaccine rollout across the country continued. And continuing that, May 21st, 1927, pilot Charles Lindenberg landed in Paris to win the $25,000 prize for the first solo flight across the Atlantic. On this day last year, England football star Marcus Rashford topped the Sunday Times giving list following a record-breaking year for donations. May the 22nd, 1981, the Yorkshire Ripper Peter Sutcliffe was found guilty at the Old Bailey of murdering 13 women and attempting to murder seven others. He was sentenced to 30 years minimum. May the 23rd, 1960, the Israelis announced the capture of war criminal Adolf Eichmann. And on this day last year, a UK study suggested COVID-19 had a distinct smell that could be detected by specially trained dogs with up to 94% accuracy. Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, letters to the editor and any more news. And first of all, scientists at the University of Manchester have identified those who are at risk of developing age-related macular degeneration, AMD, based on their genes and discovered underlying changes in the tissue of these otherwise healthy individuals. This groundbreaking work to understand the early stages of AMD has been funded by the Macular Society and used healthy human eye tissue donated post-mortem to the Manchester Eye Tissue Repository. Professor Richard Unwin, who worked in collaboration with Professor of Ophthalmology at the University of Manchester, Paul Bishop, and Professor Simon Clark of the University of Tübingen in Germany, said, What is really exciting about this work is that we're studying tissue from people before they have signs of the disease. This gives us a look at the very earliest stages and gives us hope that we can intervene to stop the disease developing and ultimately prevent loss of vision. Scientists have long known that people with certain genes on chromosomes 1 and 10 have a higher risk of developing AMD, although lifestyle factors also play a role. The Manchester team identified higher numbers of mast cells in the eyes of people when either of the risk genes were present. Mast cells exist in most tissues and are one of the immune system's first defences against infection. They release enzymes which can damage structures underneath the retina 
that in time may lead to damage to the macula itself. Dr. Unwin added, we need next to look at how mast cells are activated and whether by preventing or clearing mast cell activation, we can slow or stop disease development. A therapy designed to target mast cell activation could, in theory, treat all patients with AMD and prevent sight loss. This is an exciting development, and the Macular Society look forward to seeing further research in this area. Eye experts across the UK are calling for input to refresh research priorities for patients, relatives, carers and eye health professionals. The National Institute for Health and Care Research, NIHR, has launched a new survey designed to refresh the James Lind Alliance Sight Loss and Vision Research Priorities that were first published in 2013. Despite ongoing eye research taking place across the world, there are still many questions about the prevention, diagnosis and treatment of sight loss and eye conditions that remain unanswered. While funding for research is limited, it is important for funders to understand the unanswered questions of greatest importance to patients, relatives, carers and eye health professionals so that future research can be targeted accordingly. Following a review of the existing eye research priorities by the NIHR Ophthalmology Specialty Group and the UK Clinical Eye Research Strategy earlier this year, a survey has been developed to help fine-tune which of the 98 potential research questions should be taken forward as part of the refresh. The Eye Research Priority Survey is open to all patients, carers and members of the public, as well as eye health professionals and researchers. It will be open until the 9th of August 2022. The survey feedback will inform the final top 10 updated priorities across different eye subspecialties, including age-related macular degeneration. To take part in the survey, go to surveymonkey.co.uk forward slash lowercase r forward slash uppercase l uppercase h uppercase l 5 uppercase s for Sierra 9 uppercase R for Romeo. And that email address again, surveymonkey.co.uk forward slash lowercase r forward slash uppercase L uppercase H uppercase L five uppercase S for Sierra nine uppercase R for Romeo. <clears throat> there is just one obituary on the family announcement page this week. Frederick Brown, loving husband of Doris, Nancy, deceased and father of Sue and Jane, who died in Australia in April, aged 100. Fred lived in Hemel Hempstead after the Second World War until 1965. His wartime memoir, Get Fell In, which includes his recollections of Boxmoor, may be obtained on Amazon. Fred will be sadly missed by his family and friends. May he rest in peace.
two trustee notices this week. Any person having a claim against or interest in the estate of Anne Rose Pavey, deceased, late of 3 Christchurch House, Western Road, Tring, HP 23 4AW, who died on 18th of March 2022, are required to send written particulars to Hepburn Delaney Limited, 7 The Progression Centre, Mark Road, Hemel Hempstead, HP 27DW, on or before the 19th of July 2022. Any person having a claim against or interest in the estate of Linda Mary Evans, deceased, late of 11 Truver Park, Hemel Hempstead, HP 13HY, who died on 14th of October 2021, are required to send written particulars to Picton Solicitors, 11 High Street Tring, HP 235AL. And now we come to what's on. Films at the cinema this week include Benediction, The Road Dance, Father Stew, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Firestarter, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Downton Abbey, A New Era, The Lost City, Operation Mincemeat, and The Northman. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. And comedy. Screaming Blue Murder, or SBM to its friends, is the Old Town Hall's resident monthly comedy club. This season sees the return of some old favourites, plus some rising stars on the comedy scene. Don't miss out and treat yourself to an uplifting start to the week. Early booking is advised. On Monday 23rd May at 8pm, the acts Hugh Davis and Tanya Edwards will be compared by Bennett Aaron. On Monday 27th June at 8pm, the acts Jerry Kay and Rhea Lena will be compared by Bennett Aaron. Tickets are £10 and the acts are approximately 90 minutes plus interval. Age guidance 18 plus and email the box office for tickets at OTH box office at decorum.gov.uk or phone 228091. In the theatre at the Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, Claire Obscure presents SOE. Saturday, 28th of May at 8pm. The special Operations Executive, also known as Churchill's Secret Army or the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, is tasked with espionage and sabotage in Europe in World War II. Women are regularly, re regularly recruited and sent behind enemy lines. As a wireless operator, their li life expectancy is six weeks. Madeline is a code name for one such agent flown by moonlight into occupied France in 1943. Her job is to keep her circuit of agents connected with London. She cannot trust anyone. Josef Kaifer, a major in the Gestapo, is on her trail. 
and she doesn't know how much time she has left. The net is closing. Now the war is over. Vera Atkins is on a quest to find the truth. Of all the cases of her 12 missing women agents, there is one that haunts her the most. Madeline, the Indian princess, nor Inyat Khan. Event info, priced at £15, 13 for concession, £12 with a decorum card. Uh, the duration is an hour and 25 plus interval, and the age guidance is for 12 and over. Email is othboxoffice at decorum.gov.uk or phone 228091. Now, for a number of events in the local area to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee. It's a frozen sing-along on Wednesday the 1st of June 2022 at 11am. Please note this is a film screening. Celebrate the Platinum Jubilee. Queens and Kings are invited to the Palace, that's the Watford Palace Theatre, for a special sing-along screening of family favourite Frozen, including a free frosty ice cream. Come along to sing your heart out and dress in your royal best. There'll be a free prize for every regal outfit we see. Walt Disney Animation Studios, who produced Tangled and Wreck-It Ralph, presents the sing-along version of Frozen, a stunning big-screen comedy adventure inspired by Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen. The runtime is 108 minutes. It's got an audience guidance of PG, and prices are from £10 to £40. Contact sales at watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk or phone 01923-225-671. Also at Watford Palace Theatre, there's a screening of the film The Queen on Wednesday the 1st of June 2022 at 7pm. Help celebrate the Platinum Jubilee at the Palace. Join us for a special screening of The Queen with free mini-afternoon tea, unlimited tea or coffee plus homemade scone, when news of the death of Princess Diana breaks upon a shocked and disbelieving British public, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II retreats behind the walls of Balmoral Castle with her family, unable to comprehend the public response to the tragedy. For Tony Blair, the popular and newly, newly elected Prime Minister, the people's need for reassurance and support from their leaders is palpable. As the unprecedented outpouring of emotion grows ever stronger, Blair must find a way to reconnect the beloved Queen with the British public. The runtime's 100 minutes, the rating is 12A, and the price is from £12. Contact sales at watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk or telephone 01923-225-671. Planting trees for the Jubilee. As part of the Jubilee celebrations, there is a UK-wide tree planting initiative inviting people to take part to increase the amount of trees across the country. As part of the Queen's Green Canopy, a tree will be planted off Queen's Square, Abbeyfield, Hemel Hempstead, between 11.30am and 12.30pm on Thursday 2nd of June. The site has been chosen in recognition of the Queen's visit in 1952. The community and local dignitaries of decorum are invited to attend. 
Throughout January and February, the local council planted more than 1,300 trees as part of the tree planting strategy, and between now and 2025, another 1,000 native whips will be planted in Gatebridge Park combined with 30 more standard trees, and 2,000 whips in Bunkers Park. Find out more at queensgreencanopy.org. Jubilee events in Hemel Hempstead. On Thursday the 2nd of June in Gaybridge Park, Decorum are hosting the Platinum Party in the park from 1.15pm to 10pm. There will be a series of free entertainment and festivities for all the family to enjoy. At 9.45pm there will be a beacon lighting ceremony followed by a firework finale. On Saturday the 4th of June, the BBC will stage and broadcast a special live concert from Buckingham Palace. This will be on a large screen in Gaybridge Park for the community to watch. Bring a rug and picnic to enjoy this free event. For more details of, of for more details of about the events in the area, visit Queen Jubilee at decorum.gov.uk. And Jubilee events in Tring. A notice from Tring Together. On Friday the 3rd of June, everyone is warmly invited to Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Party from 5pm to 10pm in and around St Peter and St Paul's Church in the centre of Tring. From 5pm, join us for afternoon tea in the churchyard with music, refreshments and children's activities. There will be a large celebration cake and plenty of time to enjoy the yarn bombing on the church square. At 7pm, move into the church for a Thanksgiving service for the Queen, suitable for everyone and all are welcome to attend. Please RSVP to info at tringtogether.org.uk. From 8pm to 10pm, enjoy a barbecue and drinks from the Tring Brewery Bar, Dance to live music from Tring Music Partnership. The evening will end with a beacon lighting and bagpipes playing from the church roof. And on Sunday the 5th of June, Friends of Tring Memorial Garden with Decorum Borough Council invite you to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee with live music and a PIM stall from 12 noon to 2.30pm. Entry is free, bring a picnic, a rug and relax for a while in the lovely Memorial Garden. Some local outings in June 2022, organised by Community Action Decorum. On Thursday the 9th of June, there's a Waterways Experience boat trip. The price is £25. And on Tuesday the 21st of June, there's a trip to World's End Garden Centre for the price of £9. To book, please ring Community Action Decorum Transport Manager, Monday to Friday, 9am to 3pm, on either 212-888 or 617-634. And the switchboard is 253 935 Letters to the editor this week include this one hospital cash won't happen 
from Ron Glatter by email. In her reply to Robert Scott's letter, Helen Brown, the outgoing Deputy Chief Executive of the West Hearts Teaching Hospitals Trust, maintains that the Trust plan to build a brand new hospital next to the current Watford General site. She claims that as a result, there will be no disruption and everything will be hunky-dory, letters May 4th. She seems to completely ignore the fact that, as Mr Scott mentioned, the chances of getting government approval for their scheme, estimated by the Trust to cost well over £1 billion, are virtually nil. So, a hopelessly unsatisfactory compromise with much refurbishment of the present site seems a racing certainty. As Mr Scott said, this would cost even more and cause greater disruption over a longer period. But by that time, Ms Brown would have long gone, as she is about to move to a different trust in North London. Also by that time, it would really be too late to switch to a central, clear site, which most of the local population want. But the Trust's overriding aim of keeping the emergency care hospital at the present unsuitable and inaccessible site in West Watford will have been achieved, and no thorough and open-minded assessment of clear site alternatives will have been conducted. Another email from Jane Grayson. Taliban rule is so unfair. The Taliban said when it, when it came back into power that women would, would be treated fairly. Never true to their word. Women now must be covered head to toe when in public in full blue burqa. Who could have guessed this could have happened? Those poor women and girls in Afghanistan, it makes me so angry. And also an email from Alan Armstrong. Lorry waste needs netting. In recent weeks, I have driven many miles in the UK, enjoying the freedom from restrictive COVID guidelines. The litter on roadsides is an immense issue for local authorities, more so for the wildlife that relies on human common sense to afford them a safe environment to live. I was always under the impression this litter came mainly via open car windows, but I have changed my mind. I've seen waste disposal lorries deposit countless items onto roadside verges as, when they had collected refuse, they had failed to net the container properly, if at all. Please retrain these staff members and ensure waste is securely driven. And now more news items, including the following. Hemel Hempstead's Northbridge Way basketball court is now fully completed and open for use by local residents after it was refurbished by Decorum Borough Council. The £27,000 sponsorship from Witten Electrical transformed the court with a new all-weather surface, new hoops, fencing and a small seating area. The council partnered with the Hemel Hempstead company to renovate the sports court for residents and young players from Hemel Sharks to use. The court will have an official opening event on May the 28th at 2pm with a ribbon-cutting showcase game and interactive activities for residents to get involved with. Councillor Julie Banks, portfolio holder for Community and Regulatory Services, said, We're committed to providing access to first-class sporting facilities for our residents and the newly refurbished court is proving to be a fantastic space for residents, basketball players and our local clubs. 
We're proud to provide a facility of such high standard to our residents and it's a real indication of what can be achieved when the community works together. Councillor Banks thanked Witten Electrical for its sponsorship. Martin Bruce from Witten Electrical said, We really wanted to put back into the community and provide somewhere for young people to develop their skills and fitness. It's fantastic to see it open and being used by so many players already. He added, There's no other court of its standard in the area and it's something decorum should be proud of. An experienced pizza maker has taken over the Old Mill pub in Berkhamsted after it had a £300,000 renovation from owners Green King. Claude Camilleri, who owns Margot's Pizzerias in Malta, is the new licensee at the pub that will now serve his Neapolitan pizzas. The pub on London Road will have a deli inside where locals can buy baked goods and cooked meats. Claude is new to Berkhamsted and has found its residents to be very welcoming. He said, The local community is amazing and I cannot wait to welcome everyone into my pub. Claude added, When I visited Berkhamsted before, I fell in love with the Old Mill pub. As soon as the opportunity came to take it on, I just knew I had to pounce on it. Andrew Milne, Business Development Manager at Green King Pub Partners, said, I can tell you firsthand that Claude's pizzas are in a different league. He knows his beer too and hospitality is in his DNA. Andrew continued, the people of Berkhamsted are going to have a real gem of a pub on their doorstep. His pizzas have been ranked as some of the best in the world, according to La Encyclopédia de la Pizza. He said, I love the great British pub and making amazing pizza, so combining these two passions together is a dream come true. With great pizza, great beer and a great pub, what's not to like? A reminder for those interested in sports news. On Saturday afternoon, Free Counties Radio broadcast on FM 103.8. Heart Radio are on FM 97.6 and Talk Sport are on MW 1089. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 0502 and 2057. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you wish, wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, Open the talking newspaper skill. Follow this with Play Decorum Talking Newspaper. Remember, information on local amenities and services follow after the final music of this recording of the news on the memory stick only. For those who are listening on this week's news on memory stick, at DTN we are still having problems with the yellow pouches. Many disappear on their return journey to us or are delayed in reaching our listeners with the latest recording. We are trying to resolve these issues with Royal Mail and ask for your patience until the service improves. Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Turn the label over and post it back to us at the Adifield Community Centre, the Queen Square, Hemel Hempstead, HP2, 
for EW using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from your readers, the editor and Jake, our technician for this week. <laughs> <laughs>